What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, this is Nina Perez and this is Straight Talk No Sugar Added. Thank you guys so much for being here. I love you guys. And as you know, I've been trying to go around and be on other people's podcasts. So here is an episode from another podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. I will link their information below so that you can like, subscribe, share, follow. You know all the deal. Let's do this. Welcome to the 30-minute hour. It's the personal development podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to level up and become unstoppable. I'm your host, Eric Twiggs, your procrastination prevention partner. Joining me as always, you know him as the super CEO, the business strategist extraordinaire, and all around good guy, Ted Fells. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It is certainly a happy Monday. These Mondays are going by real fast it's already the mm-hmm. end of january who can believe it mm-hmm. i think the older we get the faster it comes Nina, i'm <laughs> telling you i am telling you before you know it will be 112 before you know it <laughs> as they say, that way sometimes. father time is undefeated that's right that's right we have to uh, make the most of the time we have uh, and speaking of which we're definitely going to do that today now, the, the theme of our show today is the three secrets to becoming a rock star after hitting rock bottom. Wow. Mm-hmm. After hitting rock bottom, our guest is going to share her inspirational experiences of how she overcame various challenges. And this is important. This is an important episode because at some point you're going to face a, an unexpected, unanticipated challenge. That's just the reality of things. Uh, and the key is, what do you do? How do you overcome it? How do you, how do you get back to get to the point where you're better than you were before? So, so we're going to discuss those things. But before we go there, you need to know this is not your everyday podcast. No, we, we, we do things a little different here on the 30 minute hour. Ted, did we, we didn't give Nina the warning, did we? <laughs> Can't tell her too much that she might be like, oh, no, I'm not doing that with those guys. (laughs) It's going to be okay, Nina. It's going to be okay. I got this. I got this. (laughs) No, she does. I tell you, I I had the uh, the honor of being on her podcast um, a few weeks back, and I I have a feeling she'll fit right into it. (laughs) All right. right. (laughs) I don't think that'd be a problem at all, but you... For those of you, you can watch us live, right? Some of you are watching us right now on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or on YouTube. You just type in the 30-minute hour in the search bar. 
Um, you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all of those fantastic places where you like to consume uh, your content for podcasts. So once again, today, we're talking about three secrets to becoming a rock star after hitting rock bottom. So we're going to go ahead and introduce our, our guest. She is a coach, entrepreneur, author, speaker, podcaster, and a chef. She uses all uh, she's been through to encourage and impact lives uh, one at a time. She's written her autobiography, which is called Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life, which uh, is a story of abuse, teen pregnancy, domestic violence, abortion, hard times, divorce, poverty, finding faith, overcoming and hitting life back when life hits us hard. So please join me in welcoming to the 30 Minute Hour podcast, Nina Perez. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Truly an honor to have you on. Uh, let, let's jump right into it. So please, I know I mentioned some things during uh, the introduction just now, but please share with us in the audience just some of those hard hitting experiences um that made you and shaped you to who you are today yeah well there's a lot of them so i'll try to do this fast this is a 30 minute hour podcast <laughs> but um you know i started off i think it just on the wrong foot right i mean my my mother and father were both married but had an affair and thus i was the product of that um so my father really didn't even claim me up you know I don't even have his last name. So I, you know, he just didn't even claim me. And then my mother uh, kind of just moved on and tried to get her life together and had, um, you know, uh, her first uh, love of her life or whatever, uh, you know, dislocated my arms when I was a child, when I was a baby. And then uh, she left him for that. And then she got into another relationship to a man that I really considered like my father. Um, and he was with me from one years old and about five and a half to six years old. I started to get, uh, he started molesting me. Um, and then I, so I went through that experience and I'm going to try to like go a little quickly cause it's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, I got, you know, through that experience, it was a couple of years of that. And then of course, you know, being, uh, somebody who's feeling unloved, unworthy, not being really watched over, I've made really stupid decisions. Um, and so I started dating someone in my teens, um, and I got uh, pregnant at, uh, 14 years old. I had my child at 15, um, I was still in middle school when I was pregnant and had my baby just at the first year of high school. Um, and then I, um, you know, that was a horrible relationship. It was a very, very violent relationship. It was full of domestic violence and he um, almost killed me. So he put a gun to my head. He pulled the trigger. Uh, but, you know, I give it to God that the safety on that gun got jammed and I'm sitting here today. Wow. Um, and then, you know, got married to someone else and divorced. He left me for a younger, slimmer model. Um, and it's just been like trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I've been homeless. I've lived in shelters. I've, you know, slept in my car. I've done all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, I think all of that now, now that I've done some personal development work, now that I've actually healed from all of that, I look back and I thank God for it. I think it has made me a superwoman, really, you know, like there's not a lot of things that can break me, you know, um, and I've been through a lot. And so, you know, I don't want to go through all of that again, 
but I'm glad that I went through it. And I also realized that even though I went through it with a lot of turmoil, some depression, anxiety, and stuff like that throughout my life, I also now realize how strong I was even as a child, right? To overcome those things, to just get up the next day, to keep going. I didn't go to college until I was 35. Um, and that's because I thought I was too stupid to go to college. And, you know, being um, a Hispanic statistic, right? Having a child uh, at an early age and, you know, being, you know, coming from poverty and just always struggling. Um, you know, it was something that I said to myself at 35. I said, you know, my kids are grown now. They're, I have two and then two from a, a my husband because I'm remarried. And, um, and I realized, you know, it's time for me. Let me see what I can do here. You know, so I went back to school. I went back to college to uh, get my certification as a chef, but then I fell in love with education. So I went all the way through to becoming to getting my bachelor's degree and I graduated with a 4.5. I was the valedictorian of my school. And um, and I realized maybe I'm not so stupid, you know, mm. so <laughs> I just use everything I've been through in my life now to impact and pull other people up because there's no reason why we should be all down there by ourselves. You know, so I hope that answers your question. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's an amazing story. Yeah. Man. Oh, my goodness. So I mean, was there a time, was there ever a point where you were asking yourself, well, why me? Why is this all this stuff happening to me? A hundred percent. I mean, there was many times where I wanted to just ram my car into a tree. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, just like jump off a bridge. Of course, I have. I mean, the it was just too much. It was too much. Right. And um, and, you know, with my son's father, the reason you read the on the bio about the abortions is because, you know, he used to beat the hell out of me and rape me. And then I would end up pregnant. And because I was raped, the trauma from that, you know, I didn't want to carry any more children. And so um, that was just a really tough, tough time. But that also hits you too, right? Because not only are you abused, but now you're abusing your body too. You know what I mean? So it's like a double whammy type of thing, you know, as a, as a woman, that's a hard thing to go through. And, um, and as I try to, cause I, you know, I'm one of those people that have always my whole life, just strapped my boots up and just make it, just go make it happen. And even though I'm struggling inside, I'm suffering inside, but I still make it happen anyway. And so I'm, I'm grateful to God for that, for that gift of tenacity, you know, that grit that I'm glad I have. I don't know if I would have made it through half of the things, but yeah, heck yeah. I used to scream up at the sky all the time. Like, why me? What is going on here? You know, another thing really, you know? So yeah, a hundred percent I've gone through that. Yeah. So, so I interact with people all the time who they're vic they're like victims. Like they, it's like they go through like they had something unfortunate happen and they'll, they'll remind you of that. And they use that for a reason that they can't move forward. Well, this happened, my parents, my this, my that. I mean, what is it about you that you've actually taken all of these experiences and you, you haven't become a victim and you, how are you able to use these experiences as a springboard when a lot of people would just use this to hide and be a victim? 
you know, it's not like I wasn't a victim at a point. You know what I mean? I, I struggled with depression and I struggled with anxiety and I was very, very much a victim. Right. Because mm. when you're struggling with those things, it's because you're not dealing with them. Right. And so you start to become a bit of a victim. And the pity parties were definitely something mm. I had. And I had invitation to them and everything. I love pity parties, <laughs> you know, but there, there, there comes a time in your life where you get sick of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like there just came a time where I was sick of being a victim and I was sick of struggling and I was sick of crying all the time. And I was sick of being in that place. It was unhealthy. And so, um, you know, I, I've chipped that away at it throughout the years. Little by little, I've gone to therapy. You have coaches in my life. You know, I believe that every person needs somebody, a coach, a therapist, something to get them through. Um, and as I started to, you know, I said, I'm 50 now, but when I went to college at 35, I realized the blessing of who I was and the strength that I had even pouring into other people and seeing their life changing and saying to myself, you can't be sitting in this mess and trying to help other people. This doesn't, they don't even go together, you know? Mm -hmm. So I started to work on my personal development, but it takes time, Eric. And it's a decision you have to make on purpose. Like you on purpose have to make the decision that you won't be a victim. And my faith mm. has a lot to do with it too. Cause I have, a, I, I am a Christian. I believe in God. And that has a lot to do with it for me because I know that I laid down my depression to God. And I said, you take this God, the burden is too heavy. Mm. And I want to live a life that is free. And I know you want me to live a life that is free. And mm. when I was able to lay that down, Eric, it was weird because I kind of, he did really take it from me. I haven't been depressed in over like, I don't know, 25 years. And that was because when I laid it at his feet, I meant it and I never picked that back up. It never became my thing, you know? And so I started to realize that in order for me to overcome and to be able to impact lives, I need to fight back. And that's when I started to really put the nail in that coffin of, of, um, shame and all of that when i wrote my book and that was back in 2018 so maybe like four years ago and that's what really helped me because that was very cathartic writing that book and writing everything i've been through anybody who reads it always goes oh my gosh how does one person go through all of this and i don't even realize it because i'm already healed from it you know what i'm saying like now it's not my story anymore my story has become somebody else's story to help them move forward hmm. so we have people right now, someone right now is watching us mm -hmm. and, and they feel like there's no hope that they're in a dark place. Everything is going wrong all at the same time. It could be business related and others. I mean, just based off of, based off of your experience, I mean, what advice do you have for that person to help them to move forward? Well, the first thing I will always tell everybody is to, you know, check yourself. So get, get really comfortable with being uncomfortable mm. because there's something there that's really, really hurting you. The first thing I had to do when I had to face this monster of, you know, this depression and all that going on in my life is I had to overcome shame. Shame mm. was huge, huge for mm. me because I was not wanted from young. At least I felt unwanted, you yeah. know? And I was abused and I was molested and I was beaten and I was all those things and never had the covering and the protection of a father mm -hmm. and never had the covering and protection of faith because I wasn't really a person of faith at that time. And so I was very much lost and I realized that I had to overcome this 
hiding this thing that was eating me from the inside out, which is shame, mm. right? Now, I believe there's two kinds of shame. I talk about a lot about the two types of shame. I think there's a healthy shame. If I did something against you, Ted, or against you, Eric, I should be ashamed of myself. And that should shift me into being a, a better moral person and change my behavior, ask for forgiveness and move on, right? That's what shame is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to shift you. But then there's that unhealthy shame, right? That, mm -hmm. that shame that somebody did to you and you carry it as if it's your fault or your responsibility or something that you have, um, that you had a, a part to. I had no part in my stepfather molesting me. It's not what I mm -hmm. wanted. I fought him all the time, but I was a little kid, right? And so I carried that shame though, because mm -hmm. when I told my mom, I said, mom, listen, I, you know, I, um, he, he molested me or he touched me because I didn't know the word molest. Yeah. She told me to shut up and stop lying. Wow. So immediately I was unprotected and I felt unloved and I felt stupid, right? Because how dare I say anything? I shouldn't have said anything. Now she's mad at me, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I will tell anybody who's listening, I'm telling you that I'm telling you. There is nothing you can't overcome or come back from. Nothing, nothing. Mm. Everything has redemption, everything, right? And so you have to overcome whatever you have done in the past, whatever you have done that's super shameful because we've all done some stuff. There's nobody listening or in this room that hasn't done something that they have truly regretted in their life or has had something done to them, you mm. know? So I say the first step is really look at yourself i always say this as a joke but it's not a joke like check yourself before you wreck yourself right, right. so you have to like sit there and really check yourself and check what's going on there and don't don't like i don't know about you guys but i for a long time like if something comes up that's uncomfortable i like kind of ignore it i'm good i'm good i'm good mm -hmm. and i've decided the last maybe 10 years i'm not doing that if i feel it i'm sitting with it I'm sitting with that hurt, that pain, that uncomfortableness, that anxiety, whatever's coming. And then I go to the root. Why am I feeling that? You know, yeah. because I'm not going to be letting you come up all the time and judge me in my head every time something triggers me. I don't have time for that. You know, like you said, how many Mondays have gone by already? Yeah. I can't be wasting all these Mondays, you know, on somebody else's nonsense or on even my own nonsense. You know, I have to like mm -hmm. fix it and move on. That's just the way my mind works. So, so when did you have that, that moment that you was just like, enough of this, mm -hmm. you know, let me try to, let me get my arms around this and, and, and change the trajectory of this situation in my life. That is a really good question, Ted. And you know, I don't think it was a moment, right? I think it's a group of moments. I think is um, when you're going through something and you're boohooing like I used to because I was a victim. Yeah. Um, I think it's really just checking myself every time that happened. Every time I was going through something, I would stop myself and say, OK, Neen, what's going on here? W mm -hmm. What is this? You know, because because you crying about this, but it feels like you're really crying about this, you know, yeah. and that's what started happening. I just started to really become aware. I started to become self-aware, you know, prayer for, for me also is a huge thing, right? So a lot of prayer went into this, um, you know, a lot of every time I was going through something, God just exposed it to me. Just show me what this is. What is this? Why am I doing this? And I would sit in silence and it would be horrific. I hated it because mm -hmm. I would cry. It would hurt. 
my it would hurt my chest it would hurt my my throat like because i was like in pain you know in, in emotional pain but you know what ted it is literally just starting somewhere just be self-aware at that moment that you are feeling that rage that anger that sadness you know that is it's your responsibility to check that um nobody can really tell you i mean a therapist can give you a little bit of help but in reality you know what's going on in you you know what's you know what's happening you yeah. know that you're feeling angry at that moment you know that something happened to you that you don't want to expose because it's shameful you know and sometimes you don't need to expose it to the world i just ended up doing that and writing a book about it. i don't know what i was thinking but that's what i did <laughs> but that's a great question it wasn't a moment though for me it was literally prayer and pushing through each emotion regardless of the consequence i just wanted to know i was just too curious to find out why why am i feeling like this mm. powerful powerful so now you have the situation where okay you're going through a hard time just because life is just hitting you just things are happening beyond your control but then sometimes you have a situation where you're in a, a bad place because of decisions you made mm -hmm. where maybe it's a, an investment decision a business decision a decision within the business and now you're in this place when you look back at you know it was your fault it wasn't a random event in some right. ways that's even more challenging to deal with sure is but what's your advice on that like how can someone rebound when they know deep down it was their fault that they're in this situation yeah i mean a lot of things are our fault right a lot of things bad business partners you know bad investment in something you thought was going to work out for your business of course a lot of a lot of stuff that we invest in is for greed purposes let's be real it's because mm -hmm. we think it's going to be quick fast and in a hurry mm -hmm. right and the money's going to be coming in and when it does not you mad you are so <laughs> mad because you spent all this money on something that did not produce right mm -hmm. um so it's greed purposes too you have time to and money time and money why did you do it right and so what I do a lot, Eric, is when I make stupid decisions, because I'm going to make a lot of them and I have made a lot of them, is I look at the decision I made and I ask myself, first of all, why did I make this decision? Right. So, you know, is it greed? Yep. A lot of times it was greed. It was wanting something fast and in a hurry without having to put in the work. Let's just be real. That's what it was. Right. But I also realized that I can look at every situation now anyway in my life and thank that situation for the lesson. So instead of me staying in that, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. That is so stupid. I don't do that anymore. I mm. look at the situation and say, man, that was and I've done this. That was like the worst investment I made in this coach or whatever. Right. And I spent a lot of money and I got nothing out of it. What did you learn, Neen? This is how I talk to myself. What did you learn, Neen? Well, I learned to a really do my background check on this situation i learned b to go with your gut a lot of times your gut will tell you my intuition will tell you this wasn't right but you did it anyway because you thought it was going to be easy um you know so i really check myself i really do and i always thank that situation for the lesson it taught me and then i mm -hmm. let the rest of it go so i have this saying i always say is that chew the meat spit out the bones right <laughs> so when i look at a situation i chew the meat I get the nutrients and everything I got to get out of it and the bones I throw out. Wow. And that's what I do with a lot of situations in my life. Okay, this was a bad situation to move. You know, what are we going to do about it? Well, I already moved. 
that was a bad situation. Okay, what do I get out of it? Well, I got a new neighborhood. I know what I don't want to do next time. I do the, you know what I'm saying? So I pull the good, yeah. throw out the rest. I, I don't got time for all of that stuff in my life. Because then you could just, you can literally be on this hamster wheel the rest of your life, constantly beating yourself up for what? Ooh. It yeah. gives you nothing. Yeah. It doesn't serve you. So I oh, that's one question I always ask myself, is this serving you? Mm. No. Okay. Then let's move on. Cause it's not serving you. What are we doing? You know? And I, I talk to my, I talk to myself like this, like I talk to everybody like this, you know? Cause I mean, I just feel like I I'm a straight shooter. That's who I am. And I, I don't have time to play around with, with games in my life. And I don't have time to play around with my clients games or anybody's game for that matter. So that's how I do it. You know, I have a quote that I just posted. I, I just believe this to be true. I just think like your life, is always moving in the direction of the question that you ask yourself oh, the questions good. that you ask yourself and you that's ask good. some powerful questions like what did i learn from this i mean just think how powerful that is mm -hmm. if is. you have a setback and you keep asking yourself okay what's the lesson where's the gift mm -hmm. you can't help but to get better and then that question about how is this serving you i mean mm -hmm. that's another powerful question and then sometimes you have to answer, well, you know what? It's not serving me at all. Maybe this right. is something I need to be moving, uh, moving away from. But but yeah. I want to talk about your book. Sure. Uh, connect with. So it's um, hit me with your best shot. How I overcame a hard hitting life. Who would you say is the target audience or the target oh. reader? I think it's really anyone who's gone through something, but mainly women, I think, um, because there's so many deep discussions in there, you know, about the abortion and domestic violence. And, you know, um, uh, men also suffer with domestic violence that people don't talk about it, but it's true. Um, but it's the majority is women. So it's usually women that have read my book. I, have, I didn't know this, but there was women having book clubs with my book. There was, you know, all kinds of amazing stuff happening with that book. And I only wanted to at least touch one person. And I've touched many, many people. So That's women great. is really the target audience. But I've had men read my book because their wife had the book and they read it. They're like, holy cow. And I'm like, it wasn't for you, but OK, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, so I think anybody who's really gone through something and just needs to realize and see that you can make it another day, that tomorrow is coming. Now, you may not be promised tomorrow, but you may. But you may. So if you might, why don't we make today the best day ever, even with the bad stuff, right? Because you might die tonight. So let's just make it happen, right? This conversation could be my last conversation. This conversation right now is the most important conversation I am having because I'm not promised later, right? Mm -hmm. So it's mainly for women, but I think anybody who wants to be a little bit inspired. Okay, so... We're talking about the, the three secrets to going from rock bottom to becoming a rock star. Let's go to the book. What's secret number one? What's the first thing someone can do? One tip from the book that can help somebody get out of rock bottom. Uh, I mean, the biggest one for me, I, I mentioned overcoming shame, but the one neck and neck with that is unforgiveness. Mm. Unforgiveness will kill you. It will kill your dreams. It will kill where you're going. It will kill your partnerships. It will kill your, your um, decision-making abilities. Unforgiveness will hurt you more than you know. Unforgiveness is poison, honestly. 
right? Mm -hmm. Because unforgiveness is honestly something that holds you back from moving to your true potential and who you really are because you have allowed someone else or some situation or even yourself, like bad decisions you made that you can't forgive yourself for. You have allowed those things now to come and be that barrier and that wall that won't let you climb to the next level of your life. That's facts. And I don't, and no people say, no, I'm successful without, with, you know, without forgiveness. But I bet you if I touch something, I will trigger something. I will hurt something. I will, you know what I'm saying? Like there right. is always something that will stop you from reaching your full potential. If you are holding grudges and holding unforgiveness towards yourself and others. And I'm not saying that you have to go and have coffee with somebody. I'm not mm -hmm. going to go have coffee with the guy who molested me. You know what I'm saying? But I have let him go. He has no power over me. Like mm -hmm. right now, because I let all of that nonsense and garbage go is the reason I'm a six-figure earner now. Because mm -hmm. I was able to say, you know what? I let you go because your poison cannot be my poison. I can't, I can't be like letting you, you know, me drinking the poison and hoping you die, right? And mm -hmm. I just can't be that person. And so mm -hmm. unforgiveness, Eric, is probably like one of the biggest things I learned about my success story and it goes neck and neck with the shame. So it sounds like, so the key, the first key to really getting out of rock bottom is overcoming this feeling of oh, overcoming this habit of unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's funny you say that because Ted and I, you know, we, 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 you and I talk all the time about how, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm my own worst critic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard you say that Ted, I'm the same way. I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. But I, I think we have to be careful that we we forgive ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. When, when things happen, when we make mistakes, where even if it's just life is hitting, I think you have to be able to forgive yourself. Ted, I mean, any comments on that, Ted? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, just in listening to to Nina's story, I just been just like, like Ted, you're not saying anything. Like you're just frozen. Like I'm just captivated by all. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm stuck, right? I mean, because you know, I think we all have these situations in life, and we think, ah, oh, man, you know, I've been dealing with the worst stuff ever. But I, you know, I always say that you know everybody has their box, yeah, right, their box of what it is, whether it's you know the things that you've gone through, um, health, uh, family. Like some people just have just this amazing box, right? You're like, man, that situation is great. I was, I was listening to something the other day telling someone about this about uh i said beyonce was doing some concert was getting like 25 million dollars to do some concert in dubai and she was like uh for an hour and she giving it to to blue ivy I'm like like that kid had no choice in right her but she's having this amazing situation right and then others you're just like man it could be you know all kind of craziness that you're you know, that's in your, in your, in your box, right? And you have to, to deal with it, right? It's, it seems real easy, right? You may look at someone that has a situation like that with a silver spoon and you're like, oh man, that, you know, that's great. But then some of the things that we've heard recently with, you know, people and, you know, committing suicide and all that, and they had looked like yeah. they had everything going for them, mm -hmm. like everything going for them. And, and then they, you know, just something and you just don't know what a person has gone through. And, and, uh, you know, and, and, and you hear that saying of, you, know, you don't look like what you've been through, like looking at you and listening to you. And then when you just started telling the story, it was just like, wow. 
Is she telling the truth? <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right, right. That sounds right. good, Nina. Did all of that happen, Nina? Right. Yeah, right. I didn't even believe it, Ted, when I wrote it down. It's like, Lord yeah. have mercy. Yeah, but that, you know, your faith and resilience and all of that just, you know, you're definitely able to, you know, be a you know, a, a blessing to others, which is which is great. So I don't know if I answered that question or not, but I just was like, yeah, just all these things that are just kind of spinning in my head, just listening to listening to you. No, great comments. No, I mean, I mean, I think like we said, I mean, everybody's going through something that we know nothing about. Yeah, it's easy to look at people on the surface and feel like it looks like they've got it all together. You just have no idea of some of the trauma and the situations. Uh, that they've can, been through. What can you do? Like sometimes it gets kind of going back to what Nina said. You can just go in a corner and just, excuse me, break down. I mean, but that's not going to fix it. Right. right? At some it point doesn't. you got to, yeah. you know, say, okay, I got to move forward, you know, and, and turn this around, you know, and, and, and that's the key that you can, you know, you can turn your situations around. Yeah. For sure. So, so we talked about overcoming unforgiveness, so, so what's what's the second secret from the book that can help people get out of rock bottom and ultimately become a rock star? I think standing in your truth, standing not just in your truth, standing in the truth. Everybody's your truth is different. So I didn't mean your truth. Stand in the truth. And what that means is, it's like, look at things for the reality of what they are. Look at the truth. Whether you like the truth or not is irrelevant. Truth is truth. Truth doesn't care about your feelings, Right. So we have to make sure that when we are looking at any situation, which are, whether it's business or work or career or home life, relationships, all of that, make sure that you stand in what is true. What is a true fact? What is it that you're seeing in front of you? How is it that you can analyze this, work this out? Because a lot of times, if we're going to go into a business a little bit, entrepreneurs, we tend to be in love with our little babies that we created and our babies ain't going nowhere <laughs> and they ain't growing. And we still stuck in the baby, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we thought it was a good idea. So here we are stuck five years later with the same business idea that ain't moving. And it's because we are not looking at the truth. The truth is, is maybe that we're not serving a customer. Maybe nobody's being served by what we think we need, people need, right? Or maybe there's a different angle that we haven't decided to look at yet because we want it to be our way or you know, the highway. And then it's the highway because nothing happening, right? And so I think standing in truth and in reality and what is real is very, very vital for you to move forward, for you to have impact um, in everybody's life, but also in your own. Not everything has to be so shiny and fancy, right? And that's one of the, I think, one of the detriments, but also uh, the things that we've allowed ourselves to get into is too much social media one-shot pictures. You know, somebody rents out a, a, a car, takes a picture in it, now you think their whole life is like beauty and, and glam, and then they go out to go jump back into their hoopty after they take the picture. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But why? Because it's not true. It's not truth. But if you can stand in who you authentically are, like really digging deep, like I said before, and uncovering what it is you're going through and just standing in who you re really, really are, and then look at your job and your your um, strategies, your businesses, your sales, whatever it is, and look at it with a, with a real eye. I don't need thousands upon thousands of followers. I just need to know that the ones that are following me are being impacted. You know what I'm saying? Like I went recently and just cleared out all of my followings. Why do I have all these fake bots on there? I don't need you. 
I don't need to pack in the numbers. I need to impact people. And if you're a bot, you're not being impacted, you know? So I think that's something that we need to look at is truth, just truth. Hmm. So, so how does, I mean, that, that's powerful right there, especially like when you, you talk about the whole, we, we have these ideas and, and, and we all love our, as, as business people, we love our ideas. I, yeah. <laughs> I love my we, ideas. We, that we came up with it. So, right. so how do we face the reality that the idea isn't working and we need to, how do, how do we get to that point where we can just stand in the truth? I know, right? Um, for me, it's feedback loops, right? It's feedback loops. So when I'm like right now, I'm building a whole new platform for women to help them transcend their shame so they could self-actualize and be in their true potential, right? So in order for me to do that, I had to build out all these new frameworks that I'm building out now because I want to help women like really conquer their inner child, their you know inner adult, all the shame that's going on, unforgiveness, all the stuff we're talking about. And in order for me to know that this is even what is wanted, I have to get feedback, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I get a, a cohort of women, random women. And I have them go through the program, even if it's just a portion of the program, one by one of the program. I have them go through all of the um, handouts, the workbooks, the ebooks. That's how I do it. And then they're like, oh, I don't like this or this didn't really speak to me. I didn't understand that. That's how you improve. It's not about, oh, this is the best framework ever. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's like, I think it's pretty great. But how do I know? Then what's my purpose? I think that's where we start. What the heck is my purpose then? Is it to build a business so I can sit back and look at it? Or is it to actually cause impact, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I look at it, when it's actually to cause impact, okay, who do I want to impact? Why do I want to impact them? In which way do I want to impact them, right? And so when you go through that and you get your feedback, that's how you improve. You become mm -hmm. better. You know what? This business idea didn't work. Let me just get rid of that. You know, I've done that many of times. You know, and sometimes I still wanted my baby live, sitting on the side waiting for me, like, I'll come back to you, my love, you know, <laughs> but I never do. It just sits there. Um, so I think that that's how you get into the truth is that you start to be a, a big, put your big girl pants on, put your big boy pants on and get some feedback so that you can actually make something that's going to impact somebody else's life. Hmm. That's how I do it. And that that is just so important, you know, having that mm -hmm. that other set of eyes that to give 100%. you that feedback and help you to to make those changes, those uncomfortable changes. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, you that. could be a baby about it and not take the feedback and get all mad because people don't like your idea. That's a that's an option. It's a poor option, but it's an option, right? So I, it's always about just really, you know, if you're gonna ask for the feedback, then be a grown up about it and know that feedback is gonna come. And be okay with the fact that you got feedback and improve. It's only going to make you better. I promise you. It's only going to make you better. No, fantastic yeah. point. So yeah, yeah, no one, no one should be able to, to kill your, your dream or your vision, even mm -hmm. with some feedback. Mm -hmm. No, right? exactly. You know, you take that feedback in and listen, and you know, for everything that's out there, right? There's someone that's heard someone say, "That idea sucks." <laughs> right like it's not gonna work it's never gonna make it you know i mean everyone's had that right of but course but then vision yeah you're gonna still push through it thank you for that feedback is there any reason yeah. you 
you know, something that you don't like. No, I just don't like it. Okay. Okay. All right. But well, yeah, they're not, not valid. That's the other <laughs> That's thing too, right? Is finding people who are actually going to give you the correct feedback. And what I mean by correct is that they actually done the work and actually know what they're giving you feedback on. Not mm -hmm. these people online that just decide to be, have a little co uh, keyboard confidence and just sitting uh, there typing some foolishness and you, and here you are like your whole your whole dream is destroyed because one person behind a keyboard somewhere in the Atlanta, you know, decided to yeah. <laughs> decided to go ahead and insult yeah. your right. Yeah. I mean, we gotta stop that. We give too many people too much power over our our lives. And you know, it is true. Like if I, I have a like a cohort of women that I trust. And I say to them, hey, listen, I have this concept, but I don't know if it's going to, um, you know, do well. What do you think? And I send it to all of them because I trust them. They're professionals. Mm. You know, I don't just put it out there in the in the world of uh, LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever and have everybody give me. I ain't, got no, I ain't nobody got time. Nobody mm. got time because you got too many people with too many. And I call them dream killers Two people that they can't get their dream off the ground. So they're going to try to kill your dream. Right. So. Feedback is important. No, this is good. Right. I think, Ted, you bring up a, you brought up a good aspect of this whole thing. Yeah, you need feedback, but sometimes you have haters. Yeah, right? you do. And sometimes they're, they're projecting their limits on you. Mm -hmm. so, so that's why I think it helps to, I, I think it takes a level of discernment. I think sometimes you get to the point where you know, sometimes sometimes somebody gives you some feedback and it just, it just doesn't sit with your spirit, like something yeah. you should really act on. Yeah. So I so I think that that level of discernment and getting a trusted group where you know 100%. that they've got your best interest in mind, uh, that that's what helps you to to, to stand in your truth. But not, that, I'm they, telling you. That, yeah. And that but, they understand what you're doing. Right. Yes. Because if you're doing, uh, you know, podcasting, but you go to somebody who maybe never listened to a podcast before. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to understand what you're doing. They're going to be like podcasting. What is that? Why are you doing that? Right. But if you talk to other people who are in podcasting and have been doing it a while, then you get that feedback, you know, like you have to also be strategic. So you get the right people around you and get the feedback because it's going to help you grow. You know, the interesting thing I've learned is anyone that I've seen that has started something and they stuck with it. Like eventually it happens. for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like eventually well, it happens. Right, like because you know, a lot of times we think it's gonna be like I said before, like that instant, instant, uh, Lipton instant soup, right? You just yeah. pour a little hot water and you got some soup going on. That's it. When that's I, it. I'm a chef, right? Soup can yeah. take me sometimes, depending on what kind of broth or whatever I'm making, 24 hours, right? So, you sometimes 24 you know, hours. Well, yeah, if I'm making my own broth and if I'm making my own, you know, beef stock or chicken stock, that takes yeah, that's low simmer, 18 Man. hours. Right, skimming off the top, making wow. some real broth. So Nina, it's I'm either be, Nina, I'm gonna be like, where the crackers, Nina? I need something to snack on. Anybody gonna wait for me? Anybody got time to wait for me? before you came by. I'm, 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 I'm hungry, Nina. I'm hungry. What you? <laughs> where, the, where the crackers? Where are the crackers? It's like this is this is a 24 hour broth, and this is the first hour. Come on, I'm hungry. Yeah, when dinner gonna be ready? It's gonna be ready tomorrow. What? It's gonna be ready tomorrow. You that or Lipton soup. That's all I can tell you. That's a mess. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> All right. So first you have to overcome unforgiveness. Next, you've got to stand in the truth. What's the third secret? You know what? I think it is allow yourself to dream really big. 
Mm. Allow yourself to dream beyond your dreams. And what I mean by that is, you know, coming from a background that I came from, I really did not have any dreams of doing much. I wanted to be a chef. And so I did go for that. Um, but I never had a six figure dream. I never had that. It was always work 14 hours a day, bust your tail, take care of your kids and die. Right. Cause that's all I've seen in my life. Right. From, mm. from my family members and stuff. And so you start to like limit what you think you can do. I, I was just one of those people who survived every day. I just survived. Right. Mm. Until I started to invest in me. And I think that's the biggest thing I can tell people invest in yourself first. No one can steal your education. Invest in yourself, whether you invest in coaching, whether you invest in um, some type of mentor group, some type of mastermind, whatever that is, invest in yourself first. Because even if everything got taken away from me, I have the knowledge and know-how to make stuff happen, right? And it's because I invested in my education and invested in who I am as a person. So dream beyond what you think you can dream, dream huge, dream big, dream scary, right? Because you know, the process of overcoming the things you've already done, right? So you've overcome shame, you've overcome unforgiveness, you stood in your truth, right? You started to let things go so you can have more coming into your life. So dreaming big means that you're going to take all of these different things in your life. And you are going to now walk in for me, walk in faith, walk in faith with God and know that I can do all things, right? And what I can't do, I will figure it out. You know, mm. but I am I love dreaming beyond like beyond what I thought I could ever dream before. And sometimes you're like, that's a lot. That's a lot. But you know what? If you write it down and you start breaking down the steps and rewind, like work backwards, you'll be surprised how much faster you can get there. It's kind of amazing. Mm. So dream mm. beyond your dreams. Wow. Dream beyond your dreams. Now, I mean, it's no accident. The high achievers that I've been around, I've had some high-level coaches, that's one thing they've had in common. They were big thinkers. Mm-hmm. And then no matter how much I'm going to charge, they, they're all like, you can charge more. You can do more. You could, I, I think there's no accident. Right, right. To that. Yeah, so I no, used to that, think very that's... little, very little of myself, especially when it came to that. And then I, I started writing down all of my years of experience, my knowledge, my know-how, the grit, the things I've done, overcome. I'm like, dang, girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are you doing? You know, why are you, why, what, what is going on here? Like you have way more to you than you think you do. Stop this nonsense, you know? Um, but you, and I, you know, I recommend people to do that too, because a lot of times we forget what we've done in our lives, what we've overcome in our life, the things that we know how to do, the things we are experts in, we forget that. And you would be very shocked and amazed at how much knowledge you have that can be viable, that you can actually use to make money with, you know? Mm. So dream big and go for it. What the heck? What do you have to lose? Tomorrow's not promised. Make it happen. So you, you were starting to mention, you think it's a good idea to write it down, kind of go back yeah. through your kind of your list of accomplishments, what you heck, bring to the table? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every time I talk to my clients, that's what you do. We break down their knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, especially if they're trying to start their own um, coaching or consulting business or something like that, I break it down. Okay, what, you know, how, how long have you done this? What do you do this? And do have you ever thought of this? Because sometimes you have a knowledge base that you don't even think it's important, mm. right? But then when you look back, you're like, wait a minute, not everybody, just because you know it so well, and that's the thing, right, Eric? Like, you guys know, like when you know something so well, you think everybody knows it, but that's not the truth. 
You know, that that is not the truth. The truth is, is you have knowledge beyond what other people have. And I don't care if you are, you know, three chapters ahead of someone, you are still ahead, right? There's always somebody who can learn from what you know, always, you know? So I don't, I don't know if you guys remember that story about that, that professor that, you know, he got caught out and it turned out that he wasn't a professor. And when they asked him, you know, all of your students have passed their classes. All of your students have done great in their, in their grades. How did you do that when you're not even a qualified professor? And he said, I was always a chapter ahead. <laughs> he actually was teaching in a university, a wow. chapter ahead of the students and wasn't <laughs> even a professor, right? Wow. That shows you that you, you have knowledge that is a chapter ahead and you can teach somebody anybody you can teach them if they are willing to uh want to learn what it is that you have to offer mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, Nina, I'm about to borrow that story in yeah. another setting boy, boy. <laughs> yeah that was a good story that, 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 that's that, great that was real right there that was great. <laughs> i always think about that because every time we think we don't know I, I promise you i promise you that you do and i promise you you know more than that person who is in need of what you know i promise you always somebody wow yeah always a chapter ahead always nah, that's, a chapter ahead there you go that's excellent and, and, so, and you're the host of the straight talk no sugar added podcast which is actually one of the most successful podcasts on the planet it's right you're on too bad. what's it's that not doing too bad. it's not doing too bad, not doing too bad. <laughs> it's, it's in the top one and a half percent of the planet now congratulations Thank you. It's really fun. It's just me talking to people about real life topics. And I like to have people on that come on to grow, challenge and transform the way we think. Mm. Um, and that could be about business. It could be about life. Um, you know, it could be about healing. It could be about faith. Um, I just like to talk about life topics because we are alive and we are here. And so I like to impact people in the way that they think. It's okay. Fun. No, that's great. Anything else people can expect when they when they do, so when they're not listening to the 30 minute hour and they want to find us another <laughs> another podcast what, what else are they going to get or gain from uh listening well, i think you'll always walk away with something whether it's a tool a tip a resource something because that's the whole point the whole point is to highlight the person who comes on so that they can have a really uh hopefully an in-depth conversation about what they do but also about how they impact other people's lives i want to make people human Right. So you can't just be, you know, the 30 minute uh, hour podcast. You have to be Eric. You have to be Ted. You guys have to be human first. Right. And so I try to pull out that human element. That's why we always talk about where you came from, who you are, things like that. And that's what I think drives my audience, because they like to hear people's stories. And when they hear your story and how you've overcome, then they feel like I got this. I can overcome, too. So it's All great. Right. I love it. Super fun. Let me tell you, this has been a great conversation. Thank I mean, you, you look at the inspiration and then you, she was able to break it down to just tactical things, tactical nuggets that people can go back and implement just a combination of the two. I mean, this is you know, if you're just uh, logging on, you, you need to rewind. Take your finger and rewind. I know you're on the phone watching us. 
So just take your finger and rewind because you want to go back and get the. <laughs> that's right. Thanks, you know, you're, you're like you're aging us, right, Eric? Are you talking right. about rewind? Right, they don't right, people right, don't right, rewind right. anymore. Right, go right. backwards, <laughs> whatever you do. All right. That. <laughs> so, so we're about to do the uh, final segment. It's called "Write This Down," and the, and we each we go around uh, and and give at least one key takeaway from this episode that we want people to write down so they can level up. So, Nina, you're the guest of the hour. What should people be writing down so they can level up? Oh, man. Oh, that's a good question. What should you be writing down so you can level up? The first thing I think I want you to do is to have three things that you are truly grateful for. Three things that you are truly grateful for. And don't don't sit there and say, I ain't got nothing to be grateful about. If you just said that you got a voice and a mouth, that means you should be grateful. So if you are alive... That is one thing to be grateful for. If you woke up this morning, that is one thing to be grateful for. A lot of people did not wake up this morning. So write down three things to be grateful for because that's going to start to shift your whole mindset and, and let you know that there are things to be grateful for even in the midst of hard times. So that would be my, that would be my tip. Write that down. Find three things to be grateful for. Daily. Thank you. I think that's great advice. Thank you. Okay. Ted? I mean, following behind Nina, that's just tough. That's tough, tough, tough. So, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, I think you have an audience and people are watching, right? And 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 they're watching how you how you go through stuff and how you do what you do. And you have no idea, you know. People will look and say things to me like, oh, Ted, you've been doing this for so many years. And I remember when you got started, right? Ted, I saw how you dealt with this difficult situation, right? And I don't know how you did it, right? And people are watching, they're watching that movie that you're, that you are the, the, the star of, right? And, and, and you don't even know. And then you'll have someone come to you and be like, hey, can you talk to me about this or talk to me about that? And you become a subject matter expert in, in some aspect of whatever it is you're doing right before someone else's eyes, right? So really someone is watching, there's an audience watching how you deal with it. Nina, I'm sure there's people that watched you over the years and, and just said, wow, I could never have dealt with that. I could never have turned it around into a successful, you know, into all the successful ventures and to have the attitude, you know, and the, you know, just the positivity that you show. So just, again, people are watching, you got an audience and uh, I say, give them a good show. That's good. That's real good. Great advice. And always remember there's somebody that's watching you. And I think just think a lot of times you go through things, not just because of you, but because of that person who's watching you. Mm -hmm. and need your inspiration so and if that's uh, the other thing is like if you if you have a podcast or something like that there are people who don't they don't like they don't comment they don't share they don't retweet but they watch right that's true and then one day they come up to you and say oh man i've been following you for years mm -hmm. and you had no idea you never see their name come up anywhere all the time yeah 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 and Nina and Nina said something earlier that ties right into that where she was saying it's not about how you know how many likes, 
right? That's if, right. If, you, if it's all about impact, right? And if you impacted one or a million, right, you made a difference out there. That's right. So yeah, definitely you're you're obviously uh, making a, a major impact out there in the world. For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And, and my piece uh, for this segment, it, it's, it's, a, it's a quote and it, it's one of my favorite quotes uh, and it comes from Napoleon Hill where in his Think and Grow Rich book, he says that every adversity carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Love it. And I, I, that's something I just try to think about all the time. And again, and, and when you, we talked about earlier, we, I think when you're going through something, you have to ask yourself certain questions. What can I learn from this? What's the benefit? Where's the gift? Mm-hmm, Those mm-hmm. types of questions. But I think if you have that perspective that there is a seed to an equal or greater benefit to what I'm going through, then you know that this is all for a higher purpose. And it's not just about you. And I think Nina is the, the perfect example of that. And I mean, there, there are all kinds of lives who have been benefited just from her testimony and how she's succeeding now. So th- this has been a, an amazing episode. Nina, we thank you for joining us. How can the people connect with you to get your book and access the podcast and other information you have? Well, I mean, they could go right to my site. So it's uh, straighttalknosugaraddit.com. And that's where you'll find me on all social media platforms or with Nina Perez, which is N-E-E-N-A Perez. So, yeah, anywhere. I'm everywhere. <laughs> is that where they can get the soup? That 24 hours. The 24 no, hours. I, I, I have not started that yet, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> 24 okay. hours right now. It's coming. See, it's, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Nina's soup. There you go. Come here. Come tomorrow and get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. See, I, I learned something today. I learned that there's such a thing as a 24 hour soup. I, I never knew that. <laughs> well, yeah. If you want to make a really good bone broth, you got to start early and let it just let it sit on your stove in the back on low heat forever. <laughs> get that nice broth going absolutely nice <laughs> all right so so before we come to the close please remember don't forget to share the show share the show That's share, right. the show. share don't, like don't. and subscribe make sure that you guys go ahead and re- redo retweet re facebook re all of that and help that these guys read. out grow their channel absolutely that's right we appreciate you all yeah absolutely we certainly do well, that, that concludes our show for today. Thank you again to Nina Perez. And until next time, have a great one. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaraddit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.